0: Thanks, Jared. Wow. How many know God is in this place? The presence of God during worship this morning was just wonderful, where Sasha is, but it was great to see you up here leading. I, the last couple of times you hadn't been leading, and just, you, oh, there you are. You carry something. I remember prophesying over you the first time I was here, I think. But uh, you carry something in worship, and uh, fantastic. So time time goes around really quickly, so I'm going to talk very quickly this morning because I've got a lot to get through uh, no I've actually got two messages <laughs> relax you'll be out of here by one oh, there's no drama um, <laughs> um, I'm as Hayden said when he was up here uh, I'm just going to give you the headlines okay on um, on a couple of on some thoughts they're two two totally each of these is a full full message but Two things, and I felt God put them both in my heart. This is, as I said before, this is a defining moment in the history and the story of this church. Um, this is where your history meets your destiny, at this point. And uh, as things change, and you know what? Ben and Rachel aren't going to turn things on their head or whatever, you know. And, but, but things will change. Things will change. See, in a few weeks' time, as the weather cools down, another six weeks' time, you'll be wearing different clothes to the ones you're wearing now. Um, Well, I hope you change the ones you're wearing now anyway, um, apart from that, but the weather will change. We will be in a different season. Why? Why? Different seasons require the wearing of different clothes. Simple as that. Some things change. Um, does that mean there was something wrong with the clothes you wore during summer? No, not at all. Mind you, I didn't see your wardrobe, but I'm assuming there was nothing wrong with what you wore during summer. Um, it's just that the season changes, and so we dress according to the season. It's right to have worn what you wore in the past season, and and as Pastor Gerard talked about the history of the church. There was an earlier season in the life of this church which was very different. The season was different. And so as it moves forward, there will be change. And sometimes we need to be willing to put on different clothes for a different season. And it'll look a bit different on the outside. Um, and uh, and that's okay. Mind you, I was in Japan skiing about three years ago, exactly three years ago. and um, And I was with an Aussie friend who... Not a Christian, but he owns a big tourism business there. And he was driving me around Hakaba, which is the ski, one of the ski resorts, ski areas, and showing me. And we drive past some guys, and it's a very popular place for Aussies to go skiing. And we walk past some guys who are wearing shorts and gumboots and parkas. And we've gone, they're Aussies, eh? <laughs> it's like just... Um, but how many of you know you've you got to dress differently according to the season? The world has changed. When I grew up as a kid, the population was about 40% of what the population is today. Um, we, we rode push bikes without helmets. I mean, most of us should be dead. Um, we would go out to church. I grew up in a country town. We, we'd go out to church Sunday night and leave, and in summer, leave the front door of the house open. So that just to keep it cooler, you never thought about being robbed. Um, I grew up in a day when the number of people in a car was limited only by space, where we didn't even wear seatbelts, we rode in the back of utes. Wow, <laughs> there are a few amens. Things have changed. Even 20 years ago, if you're out driving and someone cut you off while you were driving, now you wouldn't as Christians have done this, but you could show your displeasure. Now, I don't do that, even though I want to, because you don't know who's behind the wheel and the stories of, I mean, road rage and violence and drugs and you just don't know. Our culture has changed, the world has changed, and we see... So many things changing and the complexity and dysfunction of, of the world in which we live and in people's lives. And we don't have it all together either. We're all on a journey to wholeness, but but we are here as Jesus' followers and disciples to help reach out with love and compassion to a hurting and broken world. When I was When I was younger in church life, I mean, it was pretty clear, I mean, people... The distinction between those who were Christian and those who were not, I mean, usually people who, you know, we had a couple of clear markers. I mean, one was you could tell somebody who obviously was not a Christian by the fact that they smoked. <laughs> that was a very clear marker of, you know. Now, honestly, and I say to Christians, listen, smoking is not going to keep you out of heaven. In fact, it'll probably get you there more quickly. And... Um, <laughs> The world has changed. The world has changed. Um, in Joshua, there is a passage of scripture, and I'm not going to take time to delve into this, but I just want to give these headline points. So they're about to cross over into the promised land, and Joshua chapter one says, Joshua ordered the officers of the people go through the camp and tell the people, get ready, get ready. Have you ever been going somewhere and somebody in the household says, Are you ready? Usually that's husbands to wives. No, oh, sorry, no, no, no. No. Definitely I won't be coming back after that. Are you ready? My question to you this morning are you ready? You ready for the journey? You ready to, to move forward into another season? They told to get the supplies ready and says, three days from now, you'll cross into Jordan. And he goes on to say, when you see the ark of the Lord, your God, and the priests who are the Levites carrying it, so when they saw the leaders and the presence of God move, says they were to move out from their positions and follow it. So you're ready to follow your leadership in the new season as they follow the presence of God and the direction of God. That's That's another challenge. Interesting in verse 4 of of that chapter, it says you need to do that. You need to follow. Otherwise, you won't know which way to go because you've never been this way before. And guess what? You're going to move and do stuff in different ways. that You have never been this way before. Now, again, it's not overnight that that's going to be, but God's going to take you into dimensions that you've never been before. And then the fourth thing he says is consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And I believe that for Hope Point Church. And can, can I just say that you need to be ready. It's a new preparation. Move out from your positions and follow the presence of God. Follow your leaders. You've never been this way before. And consecrate yourselves. So in new season. Calls for a new consecration, new dedication, to follow God and to say, Yep, I'm in. I'm in for this next season. I'm in. I want to be a part of everything that God does in this next season. The second, I told you I'd be quick. The second message. You've never heard a sermon preached so quickly, hey, as that. Do you like that? Yeah, I'm coming back. (laughs) Um, I felt God dropped this into my heart during the week. I had no intention. I was going to preach a little more broadly on the points I just gave you. But in 2 Kings chapter 2, there's a very interesting passage, verses 19 to 22. It says this, The men of the city said to Elisha, Look, our Lord, the town is well situated, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. And Elisha responds, bring me a bowl, a new bowl, put salt in it. So they brought it to him. And he went out to the spring, which was the source of the water, and threw the salt into it, saying, this is what the Lord says, I have healed this water. Now, just a couple of things, a couple of points out of this. Firstly, it's interesting because it says the men of the city actually said to Elisha, they came to Elisha. And I believe that in days ahead, the leaders of the city, the city will come to you. In fact, I had this statement going in my head, and I've thought about it before in relation to this church, the city's coming to you. Now, we know geographically that's true as development is happening more and more close to, to this area. But I felt it. There's another, there's another dimension to this. It's not just that the city's coming to you geographically. But there are days coming where there'll be certain areas, certain dynamics because of what you do in the community, and I don't know what that will be, where the city will come to you and say, can you help us? We've got a problem. How many of you know we ought to be, the church ought to be the problem solvers for our communities? Because we carry something that no one else carries. We carry the healing presence and power of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So they came to him, and I believe that in future, the city is going to come to you. Number two, and it's interesting because it says the town is well situated, and what a great opportunity. You are so well situated. And this region, you know, sometimes we... We think of our problems, and we've all got issues we're dealing with in our lives. And, but I've been so conscious. Perspective is such an incredibly important thing. And these last three weeks, ever I've been tempted to complain or, you know, about my lot, I think, I think about Ukraine. Wow. I didn't wake up in Ukraine. There's people, they're people just like us who woke up in hell over these last three weeks. And so we are well situated, but the water, it's interesting, the water is bad. What is water? Water ultimately is the source of life. You cannot live without water. Every town, every community has to have a source of water, a source of life. He goes on to say that the source, the water had, was, was poisoned effectively. It had become toxic. How many of you know that the source of life that so many people draw from has become toxic? And it's poisoning our communities and poisoning people's lives, and they become increasingly unproductive. And so, Elisha says, "Bring me a new bowl." What's the bowl? It's the container. It's the container. We are to be, and he says, "Put salt in it." A new bowl. So, which is the structure? And I think, don't be afraid of new things. Don't be afraid moving forward of new structures, new constructs, new ideas. It's interesting though. we, Jesus said, we are salt and light. We are the salt. And what does he do with the salt? He takes it and he takes it out to where the problem is and he throws it into the water. Sometimes we love, you know, we're the salt and we're in our nice little shakers in church. And I think the day is coming more than ever where God wants to take the salt. How many of you know salt can be in the shaker, but to actually enjoy the benefit of it, you've got to turn the thing upside down and shake it to get the salt out of the shaker. And that's when the flavour changes. And I think one of the things that God wants to do in the church moving forward and the opportunity for all the, the drama and whatever we see, and was it uh, was it Gwen's word this morning, for you about the the tanks. And again, danger, but opportunity, opportunity in crisis. We live in critical times, and yet the opportunity for the church has never been greater because we are the salt, but we've got to be prepared to be tipped out of our shakers and get out into where people need healing, where they need help, where they need restoration. Are you prepared to be salt and light? It's not just about, it's not just about, I, I love Sundays, I'm, I love great Sundays, but actually the effectiveness of the church is determined more by what we are, because we are the church, it's not the building, it's what we are when we carry the presence of God into our world. Are you salt? Because God wants to apply us, and when that happens, he brings healing. He brings healing, and the land becomes productive. In conclusion, I want to just encourage you. I said it before, effectively, when I shared with Ben and Rach. There's a history, there's been chapters written already for this church. You step into a new chapter, the page turns today. I wonder, as I said before, even in 10 years and in 20 years, because let me tell you, great churches are built over time, as is the story with this church to this day. Who would ever imagined? I don't imagine Bert would have even thought back in the day that this would all be here like this. I wonder in 10 years' time what the story will be. In 20 years' time... Should Jesus tarry? And we need to dedicate ourselves, and again, go back to the previous message, fresh consecration. We need to dedicate ourselves to God to be a part of what He wants to do in the next season. In this season that you now step into as a church, so that we can bring the love and the compassion of God. Don't go down rabbit holes. Keep the mission the main thing. In this crazy time, it's so easy for Christians to get distracted. You know, and we all got opinions around all sorts of stuff, but it's very clear what the mission is. And we need to keep the mission the main thing. I just say, I was saddened this week to hear the story in a little country community in Queensland. Church who, the church was about 100. It's very strong in the little country community and I won't say where it is. But over the last couple of years, they they began to get off on some tangents and they some people left because of that and then it kind of split and then they've closed Sundays. There's now about 40, 30 or 40 people left. They've closed Sundays. They've moved into... Into onto a property, and it's kind of become like an apocalyptic end times commune. And and I'm all for community. This church kind of started, you know, the early days, and wow, amazing. But they've lost the mission. I think, oh, how sad. They've withdrawn from the world. Instead, we're meant to be the salt that's shaken out into the world to bring healing and hope. We should be a beacon of hope. It's in the name of this church. We should be a point of hope for people as we become light and salt. So with that, I want to thank you for the privilege of even journeying for this last chapter with you and look forward to Seeing God do great things, as I know He will. It's His plan and purpose. Um, Jed mentioned about your building. Yeah, this is going to be too small too soon. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready. You yeah, know. Why don't we stand and pray? In this moment, I want you, and I've asked you as a church, those of you that are part of this church family, a number of settings today to just dedicate yourselves to this new season, new consecration, commitment to follow the new pastors. And I want you just in this moment to seal that. Say, God, here I am. God, I consecrate myself afresh as we move into a new land, a new season. Father, I thank you for your hand upon today, upon this church, and upon the season ahead. I thank you for every individual who's a part of this church family. And God, I pray that indeed there would come even a fresh desire, fresh faith, Lord, even in the midst of the challenge of the world in which we live, but there would come a fresh desire to stand up and say, God, I'm in for what you want to do for this next season. Let there be a fresh consecration and dedication. To your purposes I pray in the mighty name of Jesus and I pray your blessing upon not just Ben and Rach and all the team but upon this church that it will indeed fulfill the very purpose that you have put it here in Jesus name amen amen pastor Jed thank you